I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. There's been a lot of discussion of late about the quiet quitting answer. Uh, who's actually doing that? What does that look like? How do you change it? What's uh, really driving it? Uh, but what comes next? Uh, and why does that matter? And we're really pleased to have joining us on the line from Europe today, uh, Erica Schroeder, Executive Director of the R Street Institute, uh, and a, a fantastic piece uh, in Real Clear Markets. Quiet quitting isn't the answer. Passion that vanquishes burnout is. And I want to dive into that. Erica, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Ah, well, let's let's dive into this. There's been a lot of chat uh, about the quiet quitting uh, piece. Give us a perspective of what that really looks like. What are we facing with quiet quitting? Sure. So quiet quitting can mean a lot of things, but at its core, it's employees making a conscious effort and conscious decision to do less at work. So uh, the natural consequence of this is less employee engagement, less commitment to your job, and and that's why it's a worrying trend. Uh, and it is so uh, interesting. I, I have told business executives over the years that the, that the real threat is not to having a bad employee get mad and quit. Uh, the worst is for a good employee to become indifferent and stay. Uh, and you, you address some of that in your piece. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I agree entirely. <laughs> and so what's the real answer to that? Uh, you kind of have the, uh, the different schools of thought. You, you sort of have the, uh, old, the old school model of, you know, firings will continue until morale improves. Uh, <laughs> you say there's a little better path to deal with the quiet quitting problem. I do. I think so. Um, and, you know, we, we've tried a lot of things um, over the years. So we've been around for about 10 years um, but we've landed on three uh, primary solutions uh, that really kind of work hand in hand. Um, but the first is unlimited vacation. The second one is um, a four-day work week that we couple with um, no meeting Fridays, so no internal meetings on Fridays. Uh, I, let's dig into each of those, uh, and let's start with mm-hmm. meetings. I uh, I am someone who believes that it better be a, a darn good meeting. <laughs> to replace no meeting at all. Uh, I actually once uh, worked with a, uh, a company out of Asia, and they actually had a rule on meetings that I thought was really interesting. Uh, they didn't have any meetings between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. Uh, so if you wanted to have a meeting, you had to have it before or after, and it had to be a stand-up meeting. And uh, I thought that was an interesting way to go at it. But uh, talk about how that impacts uh, kind of this quiet quitting component in terms of meetings. Mm, absolutely. And, and actually, in our, uh, when we first started, we out, outlawed all meetings for the first three years. <laughs> we <Wow>. actually <laughs> we had no standing meetings. So um, that was sort of ingrained in our culture that, that you really need to have an effective meeting. Um, but during the pandemic, um, I think the, just the accelerated shift to work from home, um, things kind of got out of whack. Um, it, remote work is great, um, but one of the downsides is that if you don't manage it carefully, 
uh, there are definitely blurred boundaries between work life and home life. Um, you start interacting uh, constantly with with colleagues on Zoom, um, and that is definitely a recipe for burnout and for quiet quitting. Um, so the the no internal meetings Fridays we started that first, um, and it was such a success that that we um, we uh, went to the uh, the four day work week. So we had. Uh, one Friday with no internal meetings and the other Friday entirely off. Mm. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And so as you look at, at how that gets down to, I think, what are the real core pieces of that, I want to kind of go back to this whole idea of indifference. I like the way you frame that in your piece. Uh, and how, does, how is it that we help people really connect uh, to that purpose, that uh, re-energizing component to work that uh, some seem to have lost, uh, whether that's the course of the pandemic or just kind of settling into status quo or mediocrity? Uh, how, do we, how do we make sure we're igniting that spark? Oh, that's that's a really great question, and I think it actually it goes beyond the scope of this article. Um, but I think we have to first start with a solid foundation. Um, so, and every business can do this. Um, be explicit about the principles that you believe in. Uh, continue to reinforce your values, your um, you know your expected behavior. Um, and then secondly, you need to imbue those principles, the values, the norms uh, with this people first mentality so that those two things together will help you create a healthy culture um, that doesn't lead to burnout or quiet quitting. Um, and I, I realize it's a bit easier for a mission driven nonprofit like us um, because our people come in with a certain amount of drive mm. for the mission built in. Um, but it is an important thing that every business should do, and it is entirely doable. Yeah, and I think that's so important. I, I always say that uh, the culture eats strategy for breakfast, uh, and we hear a lot about corporate <laughs> strategy, corporate strategy, corporate strategy, and it's the culture that you just described uh, that yeah. I think will eat any strategy for breakfast and, and really create that sustainability. Anything else that may be under the radar just a little bit in terms of ways to make sure that that culture uh, is mm. really continuing mm -hmm. to fuel that passion within the organization? Uh, yeah. So I would say one important thing that's often overlooked is building in a robust internal communication uh, function. Um, no matter you know how big or small you are, um, you can prioritize internal communications. And that just means you create channels up and down and sideways and perpendicular, <laughs> just making sure you're, you're actually listening to your staff um, and that they're hearing you. 
Um, and then also you, you can create symbols that you can all get behind. Um, I, one of our, uh, one of our fun things that we do during onboarding is we, um, we ask staff to create a South Park avatar and then we, we hang it in our office. So we're, we're just constantly, um, reinforcing our quirky culture. Uh, I love that. Uh, Erica, these are such important things. Uh, I, I always say that the, the internal comms have to have to be every bit as sophisticated and robust as your external communication, whether that's to, to the press, whether that's to your, your, uh, your guests or your clients or, or, uh, customers. Uh, and mm-hmm. that in most organizations, we tend to under communicate internally by a factor of about 10. Uh, and I know a lot of organizations that it's probably more like a factor of 20, uh, but this is this is such great stuff. Erica Schroeder is the executive director of the R Street Institute. Uh, this is how you combat quiet quitting, folks. Uh, you create this kind of culture, this kind of energy. And uh, Erica, thanks so much for joining us from Europe today and staying up late. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to talk to you today. All right. Again, that's Erica Schroeder, executive director at the R Street Institute. They have created uh, an, an amazing culture, very uh, purpose-driven organization uh, that keeps their people moving along fully engaged. Remember, the, the biggest threat to any business is mediocrity or settling in or quiet quitting. Uh, and remember, it's not just about people getting angry and leaving. The worst thing is to have a great employee who becomes indifferent because of the culture and stays. Nothing will kill a business or an organization faster. All right, that wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Much more to come after top of the hour news. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.